0: Welcome to Lady in the Couch, a podcast about mental health and well-being, relationships and topics specifically related to women. I am your host, Autumn Collier, a licensed psychotherapist in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's have a seat on the couch. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me on the couch today. So today we are talking about social media and specifically how social media has us messed up. So let's talk a little bit about that. I know recently a couple of the major social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram were down for like eight hours one day. And some of my thoughts were, hmm, I wonder what folks who are used to just scrolling mindlessly and by habit are doing right now during these eight hours. Maybe they're tuning into life or, or who knows, but I hope that you guys were able to enjoy your free time from social media doing those eight hours. And maybe it even encouraged you to take a break more often. So... Let's chat a little bit about how social media has us messed up. So, generations, you know, especially the younger generations, have endured and thrived under modern technology. So, you know, technology is cool, really cool. It's the way of the world, it is the way we were all able to stay connected, especially during this pandemic, still able to work and thrive. So, modern technology is great. And even, you know, social media, it has advanced us in many ways and connected people across continents, which is a beautiful thing. So everything is accessible. That's the world we live in. Everything is accessible, whether it's ordering something, it'll be here in 24 hours or 48 hours. Everything is now, right now. If I want to look something up, I just really go online and Google it. Everything is right now. And while we have enjoyed the fruits of social media, we are also socially and emotionally affected. I am quick to talk about social media in the sense of needing to take a break, needing to detox, limiting how much time you are on social media. This is something I share with most of my clients. We see that being on social media too much is causing problems. That I'm definitely quick to suggest a detox or limiting or doing different things like that. So what I have noticed is that social media can easily affect one's self-esteem, right? It's kind of like this social media self-esteem phenomenon that happens. What is that? What is like social media self-esteem? Yeah, it is the feelings or thoughts about yourself after scrolling through social media. I know this is not a clinical term. It's just something I'm kind of coining, social media self-esteem. It is how you feel about yourself or what you think about yourself after you've been scrolling through social media. It's also seeking or affirming self-definition via what you see on social media. You're trying to define yourself or figure out what's next for you. Just trying to create some self-definition or, or maybe not even you're trying. You just happen to self-define as a result of what you're seeing on social media. I've said this before, and I really like this definition. When it talks about self-esteem, I've heard someone say, the opposite of low self-esteem is not high self-esteem. The opposite of low self-esteem is self-definition. Knowing who you are, being able to define who you are, because you can fully walk in that. And you're not easily swayed by things that happen on a day-to-day because you know who you are. Good, bad, and ugly, and accepting of it. So, looking on social media to self define. So, you know, if someone has started maybe a business at age 22, and maybe starting a business is something you want to do, then you define yourself now as being behind the curve or not doing well. And of course, that makes you feel away, right? So, in that way, social media has defined where you're at in terms of business success by. What other folks have posted or, or what they say they're doing, which we don't know if it's true or false or whatever, but it's just what's being put out there. Same thing like if you see someone post about maybe liking an individual that has certain characteristics about them. Maybe someone that they like a woman who is maybe career driven or likes a woman who is independent or whatever. So let's say someone posts something like that. And you may feel like, well, I'm career driven. I have a great career and I'm independent. So now you define yourself, you know, okay, so I must be at the top or doing well. And you feel that because you have those characteristics, your worth or value is being determined based on that. And so maybe your worth or value, you've set it high with an instance like this, if you feel you're meeting those criteria. So those are just some examples. You know, ultimately social media is telling you how your life should be, and defining you. And that can affect how we feel or define ourselves. In my work, I see a common trend where individuals are affected by what they see on social media. And I think this is just across the board, whether you're in the therapy room or not. I just think as a whole, society is affected by what they see on social media in terms of likely increased anxiety or maybe some feelings of of sadness or feeling inadequate. And for some, it is a huge ego booster. And it could be having the opposite effect when their social media is popping. So it just depends. But there is a level of anxiety and sadness that some say they feel after being on social media, which leaves them ultimately feeling not good enough. And you know, the chatter in their mind says, everyone is doing awesome at life except me. That's kind of the narrative that might be playing. So Someone who is typically optimistic, let's say the optimistic single person, after scrolling through social media, they may now feel lonely to see someone post in their new bay or the straight A high school student maybe now feels like a failure because someone posted their college admission letters or the gainfully employed recent college graduate feels discontent After seeing a peer post about their fabulous job or a peer say they just started a new business. So even for folks who are doing quote unquote, okay, in life can even feel away after scrolling through social media, which is, which is crazy. It's crazy that that is happening where, you know, you're doing life, you're doing it well on paper, you probably have everything or are working towards everything you want yet getting on social media and seeing pictures of other folks doing things differently or doing other things can now make us feel away as if we are not adequate enough when in reality we're actually doing life pretty well you know i once heard a 24 year old talk about how their life just wasn't panning out the way they wanted because they had not launched a business or the business they you know that they were planning they had not launched that business yet and they were not On track to hit millionaire status by age 25. That blew me away to hear that. I mean, I know this isn't every 20 young something out there, 20-something year old out there thinking this way, but I have seen trends with this thought that you know I'm going to open a business. I need to be a millionaire, or I need to be hitting six figures by the time I'm 23 through my brand or whatever that is. But you know, hearing that, I'm like, wow. Where does that happen? I had to ask her actually. Oh. 25 year old millionaire status, did they get drafted or something? Are they dribbling a ball or, or throwing a football or something? Where, where does this happen? Where that is the norm or even the expectation? Where does it happen? Social media. That's where, you know, I asked her, well, who are these peers? Where are they from? Well, I saw it on social media. Okay. Can we actually call them and speak with them? Well, not really because they're on social media, but we can DM them. Okay. So this was in, you know, more so social media land. With social media, people are in a constant state of comparison with little acknowledgement of what is going great in their own lives. I once even heard someone say, and this is a common thing, and yes, you can read this in books, and I've heard it before, but someone was saying that they are trying to find five sources of income because they saw a post that said, you should have multiple streams of income, and someone posted, get you five sources of income before the end of the year. Sure. Sure. Yes, you can read that in other, in other places, yes. But you know sometimes when you see it on social media and everyone else is chiming in like, yeah, you need to do this, this, and this. Here's what I'm doing. And I have four sources or I have my five sources and this is how and I made this much money. It becomes very overwhelming and it starts to feel like the norm. Those 20 commenters on that post now feels like everyone or that the masses are doing it. And it starts to feel like, oh, what they're doing is normal. And you normalize whatever it is you're seeing. Where, you know, someone's saying get five sources of income. That's just them saying get five sources of income. You know, but why? Why? Why do you need five? So if I'm a CEO of a Fortune 500 company making half a million a year, why can't this one job be enough? When did this become the new thing or a new mantra? Because even with this, it's kind of like we're even being told to never be content. Don't be content. Yeah, I know you're the Fortune 500 CEO, but don't be content. Go ahead and get you a couple of more streams of income. Why? I don't know. Maybe because social media said so. I don't know. But really think about that what it is we're seeing, what it is we're ingesting. A lot of things are trendy, such as to get you multiple streams of income. A lot of things are trendy or trending on social media. And things like social media has made everyone believe they need to be an entrepreneur or have a brand that is trending. And that is also what can get us messed up (laughs) if that's not the life we're really trying to have and we're just doing it because it is trending. Social media has also provided a platform for us to watch 30 seconds of a couple's interaction and then feel compelled to go hashtag relationship goals. Really? No, that's just trending. I wouldn't advise calling someone else's relationship your goals for a relationship at all. Because you're only seeing a very, very small snippet of that relationship. You don't know that relationship at all. You don't know that couple, that relationship. You know what is portrayed on social media. That's it. That's all. And you know, I get it. Social media is fun and entertaining, but it also affects us more than we think. So, you know, even with the whole relationship goals, I get that is a trendy hashtag. And yet words have power. You know, they really do. So just being mindful of that and that, again, social media can affect us more than we think. We are nourished by what we are fed or what we ingest. So what we see scrolling for hours, that is actually nurturing our spirits or nourishing our spirit in some way. So be mindful of what all it is we are ingesting. And of course, naturally, when we are flooded with stills, or pictures, or videos of someone else's wonderful life, it can make us reflect on our own life. And, you know, reflection, reflection is not a good or bad thing. Reflection, you know, it is what it is. However, we typically don't just stop at reflection after we've been scrolling forever long. We usually then enter into comparison. And that is where the damage is done. When we enter into the realm of comparison. The thing about social media and comparison, so with social media, You know, we're just seeing pictures of folks, life events, as opposed to having conversations with peers and an actual interaction with peers and sharing life events or sharing trials and joys. With social media, we only get what appears to be the joys posted on social media. And there's no afterthought about the totality of a person at all. After we see someone have a huge achievement or make a large beautiful purchase. We see that. And that is the steel, the image we have of them, as opposed to everything else that might be going on in their lives. It's kind of that same thing that happens with celebrities. You see their celebrity and you kind of can forget that they are human as well. So when you see them doing human things, it becomes newsworthy. I'm not sure why, they're just doing human things that everyone else does. But because we see them through a lens or on a screen, we kind of glamorize them or put them on a pedestal. Social media has that same effect. When you see everyone's highlight reel of their lives, you start to see them as a fantasy instead of a real person with real issues. And the tough part also is, you know, we as people, regular humans, we can't compete with someone that seems beyond real. So comparing yourself to this figure or individual you see on social media is bound to make you feel crappy because you'll never live up to that individual or you won't feel that you can compare to that individual because you're only seeing that individual's highlight reels, which is fantasy-like. So how do we keep ourselves in check so we not get all messed up over social media? We want to keep ourselves in check, keep it all in perspective so we can try to prevent or decrease those anxious feelings or feelings of sadness while scrolling. So the first thing, and this is extreme, and it's meant to be, get off social media. Take a detox, put the phone down. Try a detox, meaning no social media whatsoever. Maybe start small, try three days. You know, okay, if you need to try 24 hours, go 24 hours, but try three days. Then maybe try seven days, a whole week. And then try 21. Take the apps off your phone if you're detoxing, or maybe you're not detoxing, but another way to make social media less accessible, take the apps off your phone. So if you want it bad enough, you want to get on bad enough that you need to go log on via the World Wide Web. That's right. Go through the internet, pull up your browser and www it to get to it. You know, when it comes to the detox and taking a break from social media, I have yet to hear anyone tell me that they regretted detoxing from social media or that it was a mistake. I've actually heard that they plan to do it every so often because they emotionally and mentally benefited from the hiatus. And it was something they really appreciated. It may have been difficult at first, but over time, they really appreciated. it. Or as they continue to detox and abstain, they appreciated it. And it became easier and easier to stay away from it. So that's the first one. Get off. Social media or take a detox for a few days. I mean, ultimately, 21 will be really nice. Another way to keep yourself in check so we're not getting all the way messed up, really understanding that we all have our own journey. So, really sitting with and knowing that each of us has a path built specifically for us. We don't always know what others went through along their path as their trials were made specifically for them. You know, I'll often say, as great as, you know, you can insert your favorite artist or actress or sports figure or political figure, insert your favorite person. So as great as, Beyonce is always easy for me to go to, Beyonce or Angela Bassett or Regina King, as great as they are, I would never want to walk in their shoes because I was not built for what they had to endure to get to where they are. All right. We are built for our own journey. So in short, I may have thrown in the towel trying to walk Beyonce or Oprah's path, and they may have quit while trying to walk mine. You know, you don't know what someone else went through to get to where they are today. Hence, you know, keep that in mind when you see them living or what appears to be just a beautiful, amazing life. You don't know what they went through to have it. So careful when going into that comparison, or sometimes that is enough to humble us to not go into comparison and to just say, you know, good for them. because who knows what they went through to get to where they are. Also, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 17. Once heard someone close to me once said that. And I think that's a really good analogy, a really good way to look at a good perspective. Don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 17. And the difficult thing about social media is it will have you thinking that you guys are both starting at chapter one, not realizing you're just starting your journey. And they've been on this journey for a good little minute. But you won't know that with social media. Why? Because social media got us messed up. (laughs) So yes, be mindful of that. Everyone is on their own journey. Next, everything that glitters is not gold. I know everyone knows that, but really, really absorb this idea that everything that glitters is not gold. Social media allows people to present a perception. Who wants to post pictures of themselves on their worst day? No one, nor do I encourage anyone to do this. So often only amazing moments are captured and put on social media. So don't judge yourself on brief moments in someone else's life that appear fabulous. We have no idea about the moments just before and after the picture is taken. If something looks too good to be true, always. If it always looks too good to be true, it is. Sometimes another area where I kind of see this come into play the whole everything that glitters isn't gold or things looking way better on social media than they are in reality is when people meet online or social media and begin dating. It sucks when the profile is better than the person. And we show up thinking we're about to meet this thoughtful, thought-provoking, charismatic individual who's in touch with their feelings and maybe even a little romantic. And like a rock shows up, like the personality of a rock. Shows up or a shell of that persona shows up. So their online profile is way more engaging than them. That's a problem. And it's actually like being catfished just from a personality standpoint. And you know, the problem is actually twofold. So the engaging person online, that engaging online persona, it's problematic that they're not showing up aligned or they're not showing up authentically across. Their life, you know, whether it's in in every arena or platform in their life, we want that online persona to show up as they show up in person. What do people say now? Keep that same energy. Yes, you have this energy. You're all these great characteristics on social media. Then, yeah, people are expecting that in real life. So, that's the whole living aligned and authentic piece. Sure, there's that. There might be some deeper things connected as to why that person isn't showing up authentically. Sure, that's on them. That's their work. However, What's more so important is that, and this is the part we can control, that we do have control over, is that we don't fall for the persona before meeting the person. Social media is a facade. It's not really real. So we don't want to fall for the person or the persona being presented on social media before we even meet the actual, true, real person. So be mindful of that. We all have good, bad, and ugly. And to only show the good, sure, is social media. That's what you do on social media. But for us, I think it is our responsibility and within our control to be wise and know that when we do see something really good on social media, there is also a bad and an ugly that exists. So just keep that in mind to keep it all in perspective. And the last thing, and this is kind of what we've been talking about this whole time, perspective. Perspective is key. So aside from the first suggestion or tip, get off social media, that is something tangible that you can do. The rest of these, the remaining three suggestions are all about shifting our thoughts and perspective and seeing things differently or being mindful of different things. So the last one, perspective is key. Know that many things can be true at the same time. Someone can look amazing in a picture and still struggle with trying to feel amazing. A couple may take a happy photo and not always be happy. No one is always or never something. That's living in the extreme. So take the post for what they are. They are a brief moment in time, not meant to disrupt your day. And the same goes for how it affects you or how we look to social media to boost us up sometimes or improve, you know, quote unquote, our self-esteem. When your content, something you post, may be liked by the masses, understand that it was liked. Sure, it was liked, and it does not impact your value as a person. And the same is true for when you get no likes. You got no likes, and that does not impact your value as a person. You know, I once heard someone say, don't put too much stock in anyone's praise or criticism. And I really like this because it puts things in perspective and encourages us to focus on us and how we feel as opposed to external critique, evaluation, or even praise. I think those are very wise words. And again, it allows us to keep things in perspective. So yes, social media is fun and a great way to stay connected you know, however, too much of anything is not a good thing. So regulate how much time you spend on social media. Get back to connecting with people and sharing the many layers that we all have. Keep these tips in mind. Keep these four tips. Get off social media. That is a very actionable task, very tangible. And then the others, we, you know, being mindful, we all have our own journey. Everything that glitters is not gold and perspective is key. And human interaction is a great way to keep life in perspective. We are able to share and communicate ups and downs, share empathy and compassion, and just connect to one another, which is a really beautiful thing so that when we are on social media, we are also mindful that this is a snippet of life and a very small part of our lives And that our lives are filled with human interaction that is very full and encompassing. And we are able to keep things in perspective because we really do have a full life outside of social media, all right? So I appreciate you guys tuning in this week. Thank you so much for joining me on the couch. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Lady in the Couch. Feel free to share this episode with your friends on all of your social media platforms. If you're in the Atlanta area and seeking therapy, visit ladyinthecouch.com to learn more. Like what you heard? Feel free to give us a five-star review where you listen to podcasts. The content in this episode is not intended to diagnose or treat. It is for informational purposes only.